You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. It's a Monday edition. And we've got a lot of stuff to get to this hour, including an ominous warning from an illegal on the southern border. You and I are very concerned about the southern border. It's it's not about replacement theory, although that's what, you know, obviously it's happening. Uh, and and per, certainly people in the inner cities are realizing in pe- places like Chicago that they're being replaced. They are, are being uh, moved aside to make way for illegals coming to this country, predict, uh, eventually to become voters. We're all very clear about that. But it's taken a very dark and ominous turn with thousands, tens of thousands of military age males coming into the country unaccompanied. And we're not stupid. We know that it's putting our country in danger. We know that it's time to stop it. We also are, I guess, maybe beginning to realize that Mike Johnson doesn't have the testes to do anything about it. We will see. But that's number one. You know, listen, you have great uh, instincts. And and every time something has come up that the federal government said you can't talk about it, you said, hmm, something's wrong. And then you realized it's all been right. The southern border, you're worried about it. You're, you're uh, very uh, uh, upset about it. Why are they bringing all these people in? Why did the Chinese spy balloon hover all of, all, over all of our military installations without any, uh, any pushback? Why did our Secretary of Defense just take two weeks off without telling anybody? I can go on and on. How about being upfront with the people? Say, well, here's why. Well, they're not. Because they don't love this country like you and I do. And, uh, and we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to save it. We're going to have to save it at the ballot box. We're going to have to say it by saying, we're done. We are done. Um, it, this is uh, kind of interesting. A lot of us have been wondering how far the left is going to take this uh, year, all right? Because we know in 2020, they burned American cities. Uh, they used the, uh, the false charges against police officer George Floyd, we now know, died of a drug overdose. We just read the pathology report in a second lawsuit. All right, we know that the left used it used as a trigger to set the country on fire, like the left has attempted to set the world on fire with a false bombing report of Israel bombing a hospital in Gaza that never happened. They use these as triggers, then they start screaming and protesting and drowning out any sort of truth drowning out any sort of common sense. And I think we're kind of done with that, right? Aren't we kind of done with it? I think we're kind of done with it. This is um, this is Newt Gingrich talking about what happens when Donald Trump wins. Let's say that uh, Trump continues this, the momentum he just got in, in uh, Iowa, and let's say he becomes the nominee, and let's say that uh, he wins a big election, and we pick up the Senate, and we expand our margin in the House. The question then is, are you prepared for the next two years to take on the left, which is going to go crazy? Yeah, they are. I mean, they, they will see this as Armageddon. This, in their world, this will be literally life and death. And they will do anything they have to to try to stop uh, a new uh, Trump administration. They, they don't want to make America great again. Nope. Uh, that's the exact opposite of where the left's head is. 
Uh, they want to drown America with illegal immigrants. They want to shrink America inside international organizations. They want to eliminate American history. Uh, and they want to raise a generation that despises its own country. And, and you know all of those things are true. You've seen it in your kid's school, for crying out loud. You've seen it in your workplace where maybe you're having to go through DEI nonsense. And a friend of mine, he called me up. He goes, Rob, what do I do? They're sending me these classes where, where I'm supposed to admit that I'm a problem because I'm a white person. He's like, what do I do? What do I say? Just keep track of all your paperwork, keep track of everything, keep track of your promotions, all of that stuff, and be ready to sue their asses off. That's what I told him. That's what I told him. But that's what we're going through. And then we've got propagandists like Corinne Jean-Pierre telling us that everything's fine. Everything is just fine. That economy, by the way, I don't know if you do this. You know the largest growing retail sector in America as of, I guess, about five or six months ago was? dollar stores. You know why? Because people are buying their groceries there because they can't afford to shop at Walmart. Yeah. It's clear Americans are starting to feel President Biden's strong economy. Wages have <laughs> risen faster yeah. than inflation for yes. 10 months in a row. Yeah, sure. The unemployment rate has remained below 4%. That's because people are working two or three jobs. For the longest stretch in 50 years. Inflation has fallen by about two-thirds. Yeah, and she also says the consumer confidence is really, really up. And I agree. Consumers are confident they won't be able to pay their bills. Why is there such a disconnect between what the administration wants people to feel and believe mm -hmm. about the strength of the economy and how so many people ultimately are feeling personally day in and day out so a couple of things that yes, it's just, there's a lot to unpack and i and i appreciate the question the opportunity here so yes. there's some data that we saw coming out of 2023 that yes. actually showed you hear the word consumer confidence yeah. where you saw consumer confidence and it went up in a really uh, in a in a big way and kind Ooh, of that yeah. we haven't seen in a long time in the month of december Yeehaw. that's important it's a fourth quarter it's when christians are spending all that money on christmas Do you expect that increase? yeah it kind of happens well, here's the thing the economy is actually very strong right now. I know, I know the feel, the feelonomics. I think that's how you say it. I get that. But unemployment is at a historic level. Yeah, sure. You keep telling yourself that, Sunshine. We all know what this is about. This is about a return to, I don't know, about 1978. Here's Jim Gossett. Welcome back to Jimmy Carter 2.0. Welcome back. He's the same bad press, but his name is Joe. Well, the names have all changed since Jim was around. Jim was around. But the swamp that remains can't be turned around. He turned around. Joe's killing off the nation. Killing off the nation. Say hello to stagflation. Hello, stagflation. Yeah, we tease him a lot, cause brain cells he ain't got. Welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I can sing. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It cost an arm to fill your car. And a leg. Welcome back. Your paycheck's the same and it don't go far. Joe pulled all the troops from Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Everything is screwed up. I guess that's his plan. Well, of course it is. an Obama puppet. Obama puppet. Let's go tell him to stop. Tell, tell him, him to stop, stop it. it. The 
worst in history. That's why we chant FJB. Welcome back. No, the people love him. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You, you, you got the vaccination? Back, you, you know, or, 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 or the mom and dad, or, 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 or the neighbor, yeah. or when you yeah. go to church, or when you're. No, no I, I, I really mad. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the economy is, uh, is not good. It got so bad that last year they redefined what a recession is. <clears throat> Remember that? Under Donald Trump, there were two quarters of negative growth. That was a recession. Last year, it was very obvious we were in a recession, two quarters of negative growth, and the media just changed the definition of recession. (laughs) It's it's almost laughable. It would be laughable if they didn't have so much power and influence over us. We could just laugh them off. But unfortunately, they've got armies of people who will censor you, who will go after you. And so you can't say the truth. It happened for a couple of years. Couldn't say the truth. Couldn't say the truth because you're going to get taken off social media and your your business was not going to be able to advertise. Nobody wanted to advertise with you. They're going to destroy you. And you sit there and you just, you kind of go, okay, whatever. Well, you know what? Now the evidence is too overwhelming. We know that, uh, you know, we've been gaslit about everything. E. Jean Carroll is suing the president of the United States, Donald Trump, saying that uh, he started talking to her at a... A department store in New York in 1994, and uh, and they got to and he went up to a dressing room and attacked her in the Bergdorf Goodman dressing room, even though he's surrounded by security and all that. But apparently, it worked for one New York judge who hated Donald Trump, and so they said that he he uh, sexually assaulted her. And then when he said, "No, I didn't sexually assault her. She's not my type," is kind of a joke. And then made fun of the fact that she's obviously, eh, you know, maybe a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Uh, you know, then she sued him for defamation, and that's where the case is now. And it's another sycophantic, uh, uh, Trump-hating judge. And she literally was uh, appeared on the cover of New York Magazine. And, and she claimed to be wearing the dress that she wore when she was sexually assaulted by Donald Trump in 1994. She wore it on the cover of New York Magazine. And she said, this is the dress I was wearing. The problem is, the dress she was wearing... Wasn't made in 1994. It didn't come around to about 1996. Here is Trump attorney uh, Boris Epstein to talk about it. She said, this is the dress I wore in 1994. They went back, they checked. The dress wasn't even made in 1994. That's why the data's moved around. Is it the 80s? Is it the 90s? Is it the 2000s? President Trump has consistently stated that he was falsely accused and he has the right to defend himself. And moving forward, remember, on that dress, the plaintiffs repeatedly, repeatedly tried to blackmail President Trump with a Monica Lewinsky-type story on the dress, saying there was any connection. Once it was clear there was no connection because this incident never... And, and Donald Trump also offered up a DNA sample to prove it, but the judge refused it. Occurred. They begged the judge to not let the dress in, and of course, the judge went along with that. Do not also forget, do not forget that the plaintiff admitted to deleting and destroying mountains and mountains of evidence under subpoena. That is a crime, that is illegal, that taints this whole case and the first gen trial. And then the question about the gun. Is it a revolver? Is it a rifle? But we know there was no license. Overall... Yeah, there you go. Her case is crumbling, but she's got a a judge that uh, hates Donald Trump. You know, I always... Two years ago, maybe three years ago, I was said FBI is a great organization. Justice system, justice system is fair, by and large. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. Not one little bit. There are politics in the courtroom. And, and when you 
swear to uphold the Constitution and de- defend the law and use your position to punish your political enemies. You're a, you're a Soviet. You're a Soviet. And we've got a lot of Soviets, man. I'll tell you what. we got a lot of Soviets. Here's uh, Dean Phillips. I don't know if you knew this. He's running for president as a Democrat. Did you know that? Democrats, did you know that? Well, of course you don't because nobody in the mainstream media is covering him. And he's being uh, removed from ballots, and, and, and uh, states are basically, the Democrat Party is just making Joe Biden your candidate, even though 70% of you want another candidate. Here is Dean Phillips talking about what's going on with him. Democratic Party in Florida decided 10 days ago that um, Joe Biden won the primary without one vote being cast. A hundred and some people on their executive right. committee said, uh, we don't need a primary. Joe Biden will be the nominee, and therefore we will hand 250 delegates to Joe Biden. Huh. North Carolina the next week said, you know what? Despite the fact that I qualified by simply being a... That sounds a lot like a dictatorship. ...presidential candidate who is in the national news. That's their only predicate. They decided they don't need a primary either, that Joe Biden has won, and they will hand their delegates to him. And these are... This is happening right in front of our faces. Mm-hmm. And the president has not said a word about it. So I'm concerned that part of what you're seeing right now is this duopoly working to actually prevent competition, prevent debate, and prevent voters from even opining. And that is the truth, and I've got to shine light on it, and I intend to do it every single day. Yeah, they also did that to you Democrats in 2016 with Hillary Clinton. They paid off Bernie Sanders. He pulled out of the race. Uh, It also happened in 2020, making Joe Biden the candidate. You haven't had a choice in a very long time, Democrats. Are you happy with that? Because if you are, I mean, keep going down that road. We're just going to pass you by. You know, Joe Biden, uh, even uh, he kind of threatened us this weekend. Did you hear about this? He uh, he talked about um, uh, he's, he declared uh, he welcomed mayors attending the U.S. Conference of Mayors winter meeting in the East Room of the White House. And he uh, incoherently slurred his way through his speech to the mayors. And out of nowhere, he just decided to threaten conservatives, uh, saying that uh, you may have guns, but I got an F-16. He's done this before. And I love people who say the blood of liberty. Or excuse me, the, excuse me, the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. Well, guess what, man? I didn't see a whole lot of patriots that are out there walking around making sure that we have these weapons. Well, and if you really want to worry about the government, you need an F-16. There you go. That's a, uh, several times that he's done that. And then, of course, there was a speech at Independence Hall last year and the speech in Valley Forge this year. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. Usually dictators talk like that, and usually dictators also get rid of all of the uh, all of the competition when it comes to elections, which he and the Democrat Party and the DOJ are doing. It's kind of interesting, ain't it? Yeah. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Spent a lot of week in the kitchen. It's one of the things I like to do. It's uh, it's just something I enjoy. I love to cook. I love to uh, share with others. I like to see people happy. Let me give you a rundown of what I did this weekend. So I made a pumpkin marble cheesecake with a ginger snap crust on Saturday. I made uh, white chicken chili. I got two uh, two of these uh, uh, rotisserie chickens from Walmart. They were on clearance. Made white chicken chili, green chili cornbread. Made portobello mushroom caps stuffed yesterday. Uh, oh, and then yesterday morning for the family, I made lemon ricotta pancakes. This is real. And if you don't believe me, look at my uh, social media. Because I'm all over it. And one thing also I love is the Omaha Steaks and Omaha Steak Burgers. I didn't realize how bad store hamburger was 
until you make a hamburger out of store hamburger, the 80-20 or the, or the 85-15 versus a delicious hamburger from Allstate. It's ridiculous. You could taste the meat. You could taste the beef. You can go, oh, my God, that's really good, and not just rely on pickles, ketchup, mustard, and all the crap you put on it. Uh, absolutely amazing. And Omaha Steaks, I'm from Omaha, by the way. So I know what the, the story of the Omaha Stockyards and the quality of Omaha Steaks. I just want to mention this real quick. Omaha Steaks right now, they have a deal. If you go to omahasteaks.com slash Carson, you get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and uh, four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops, which I put into a sandwich the other day. Sliced it in half, butterflied it. Shnaboom! Amazing. That's going on right now. So, again, with your order, with your qualifying order, you get uh, you get uh, four air-chilled chicken breasts, which are amazing, and four boneless pork chops free. OmahaSteaks.com slash Carson. There you go. Those lemon ricotta pancakes, I'm going to tell you, I know that sounds all fancy and everything, but they were they were fantastic. Let's go to Cheryl in Pikesville. What's to talk about uh, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis? Hello there. Cheryl, how you doing? Go, or, uh, yeah, Cheryl, go ahead. Hi, Ross. Happy New Year. Hello, it's Cheryl. late to say Happy New Year. I don't hear Cheryl. So let's go to William in Baltimore. Oh, oh. Okay, there's Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, happy New Year. Thank you for you taking my call. Yeah. And uh, hi, you mentioned something about immunity for Donald Trump. I just want to yes. say I feel like that issue is being framed incorrectly. Okay. It's not about the president having immunity from heinous acts, which is how the Democrats are trying to frame it. In other words, yeah. saying, well, if you want to. Yeah, like if he wanted to kill a political opponent, he's above the law because he's the president. It, it's not immunity. It's the way that a president is punished. And the issue should be framed in terms of power to punish the framers when they wrote the Constitution. They said mm-hmm. in it, it's right there. The only way to punish a sitting president for acts committed while he is the president is through impeachment and conviction. That's it. You can't. Right. You don't have the power to take him into these state and federal actions for acts that were committed while he was the president. And clearly, January 6th happened while he was the president. Yes, so, and it was not an right. insurrection. He was never charged with an insurrection. Okay, uh, right. There was never an insurrection. Well, so, yes. his actions aren't even charging him with that. They're charging him with things like election interference, which is crazy. Yeah, I know, Cheryl. And you know what? It's going to do a face plant. All they're looking is for some sort of uh, minutia. They can get him. They did the same thing when we went in when they raided Mar-a-Lago. They weren't looking for a crime. Or they were looking for a crime. They didn't have anything. And they came up with this specious nonsense about classified documents, which he's entitled to have. Uh, and, you know, if you really want to go, let's go after the disposition matrix of uh, <clears throat> Barack Obama, where he went after enemies of, the, of America, including an American citizen who he had murdered without due process. You really want to go there? Let's go there. But I don't think they're going to go. And I think these are going to do a face plant, Cheryl. I just want to make clear to the public that the president is never above the law. The president will get impeached for acts that he has done that are wrong. This president was impeached twice and he was found not guilty. Yeah, he was impeached once after he left office. Talking about these things. The only reason we're talking about them is because the media is forcing us to talk about them. Things did not happen. They're not real. Hey Cheryl, do what do what I do. 
We can talk about these things, but keep your eyes on the prize. Say focused as the founders on saving the country. I really try to, and I try to I know, I know. on the Constitution because that's yeah. what the Democrats are trying to eviscerate. I know, are, but you know what? We're going to win. With impunity, too, and no. the public is tired of it. Just to make one more comment. Yeah, I got to go. Cheryl, I got to run. The uh, the bumper music means that we are out of time, ladies and gentlemen. But you get a host of consolation prizes. No, uh, it, it's all going to fall flat, guys. It's just a matter of what they are going to do that is insane to prevent Donald Trump from becoming the president and what they do to him and us after he does. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. We have a special guest on the Newsmax Hotline, someone who I have been following as a journalist for a number of years. I remember having him on in uh, Washington, D.C. when I was there when he broke a story about nepotism in the D.C. metro, which was running rampant. I mean, it was like it made Fanny Willis and her boyfriend look like, a, you know, uh, you know, a walk in the park. Uh, and Luke Rosiak uh, joins us. He's now working with The Daily Wire. Luke, welcome to the show, man. How you been? I'm good, Rob. It's great to be with you again. Bro, I, like I said, you know I'm a big fan of your work. I mean, I've been following you for, for a number of years. You always, the thing that I like most about you is you are determined to find the truth, and uh, and you're uncovering uh, a lot, by the way. What are you working on? I've got some in front of me, but tell me what, what is your biggest story right now, because I've got a list of them that I've read. I'd like to know what you, uh, what you are, are thinking is the biggest deal right now for you. I think the biggest thing right now is the disinformation industry that yes. uh, exists to censor people on social media and to, uh, you know, essentially criminalize or susp- suppress speech and you know, all these companies popping up that purport to rate uh, news sources or perform fact checks. Well, you know, Luke, I've said that there has been a conservative apartheid in this country for 30 years. I know it because I lived it, Luke. And this may come as a big surprise to the rest of you. But for conservative media, you may watch Fox News and you think, huh, why are there no there are no commercials for Ford pickup trucks? Don't conservatives drive Ford pickup trucks? No, Fox News is too terrified, or I should say, the, the Ford Motor Company is too terrified to advertise on Fox News because there are organizations that work actively to go after after conservatives to go after their advertisers. And now we know the federal government has, in fact, uh, outsourced uh, restrictions on the First Amendment to, uh, to NGOs and to universities. And, uh, and I've noticed this morning, <clears throat> I mean, you've got a couple of stories here. You, the, the Department of Homeland Security paid an activist group $700,000 to create a self-described propaganda that attacked conservatives. Tell us about that. Yeah, these were really shocking documents that a group called the Media Research Center uncovered using the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, it found that a group affiliated with the University of Rhode Island um, told the Department of Homeland Security that there's been an increase in misinformation on topics like racial justice and immigration, and as a result, we should create counter-propaganda. And it's that propaganda can be used for socially beneficial purposes. So that's not me calling it propaganda. That's literally what it was advertised for. Um, the government officially, you know, allocated the seven hundred thousand dollars for the creation of quote beneficial propaganda. Um, and again, I mean, this is about topics like immigration and racial justice, which to me, racial justice, it's got a, 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 
that's opinion, opinionated language right there. Yeah. Uh, immigration is a, a policy issue. There, people have different views on it, but it's not really a misinformation thing. These are subjective areas where there are policy disputes. Um, but they said that it had become disruptive around those areas with misinformation, <laughs> which they basically seem to mean like news coverage that they don't think is favorable to their political aims. Which they call um, malinformation. Don't they call that malinformation when when the government <laughs> knows it's wrong but shouts down the truth from the people who are saying it? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be false information. It's just information that they don't like. And yes. so this group uh, that was created by a professor from the University of, of Rhode Island, uh, it got $700,000 to create this thing called Courageous Rhode Island. Uh, and what it used that money for was to pay people to write blog posts advancing various democratic opinions from pushing social media censorship to criticizing stand your ground laws um, and sometimes just like generic anti-trump screeds um, so this was funded officially by a dhs grant and and here's one i'll quote from it this is a blog post that was paid by by you by taxpayer dollars we are all living in a darker scarier angrier less hopeful country thanks to mr trump's influence are we on the verge of civil war Trump was able to crawl safely into the First Amendment protections. It won't be easy, but we really have to reduce Trump's influence. So they're wow. talking about using these misinformation uh, programs to, you know, basically uh, push back against the First Amendment and, and minimize the influence of conservatives. Um, and they say, you know, one of these people is, you know, like on video at the launch of this group um, and in, uh, in podcasts that they make and things like that saying, well, we want to help people before they get to the point where they could be radicalized so much that they turn to violence. So what it is is, like, you're not, you don't have to be saying anything crazy. You don't have to be saying you want to join a, a cult or a militia or kill someone. You could just be expressing kind of mainstream conservative opinions that in the eyes of far-left academics are a precursor to uh, right-wing extremism. So it could, in their mind, put you down the path if you're criticizing immigration policy. Maybe that puts you down the path later into, uh, you know, genocide or something. But you're not doing anything genocidal. <laughs> you're just no. expressing an opinion on public policy. Uh, but in their mind, it's kind of preventative because they're, they're intervening before you've actually done anything bad. It's all under the auspices of taking down the political opposition. They don't believe any of this nonsense. Uh, they, they are doing it to kill off their opposition. And, and, and by the way, it's happening to both parties. It's happening to Donald Trump. <clears throat> uh, it's happening to anybody who wants to run against Joe Biden at this point. Uh, you know, and, and, and I've got a headline here. This is from Newsweek of all places. Donald Trump followers targeted by FBI as 2024 election nears. Uh, you know, Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger, two otherwise, you know, left of center, certainly um, uh, reporters have suddenly become the Woodward and Bernstein of Gen X because even they're saying that this is out of control. And, you know, uh, you know, for years, journalism has gone with it because journalism, by and large, in newsroom, they they. They uh, lean very, very left, and when their side is winning, there's no story there. You, however, Luke, you, you don't care about partisanship. You're looking at the facts, which is the federal government was involved in funding anti-First Amendment 
propaganda. We saw it with the Stanford Virality Project. We saw it with CISA, the DHS establishing the Disinformation Governance Board, Disinformatia, a word created by Joseph Stalin in 1923. So these tactics are tried and true uh, from totalitarians, but you are, uh, you know, are uncovering this. What sort of blowback, Luke, have you gotten? And, and tell me about the last three years of you as an investigative reporter uh, with regard to pushback from uh, other media members and, uh, and social media. Have you experienced that yourself? Well, it's amazing because you have all these groups like uh, NewsGuard and AdFontes, and there's a bunch of different companies that what they do is they rate media outlets and then they sell those lists of bad media outlets to advertisers under the implied threat that if you don't pass for these lists, you might accidentally run an ad from someone that the left doesn't like, and then you're going to get boycotted. So kind of pay up. Uh, It would be a shame if something happened to your show. Uh, And so what we found is that these groups are oftentimes affiliated with activists that try to make it mandatory uh, some sort of censorship regime mandatory. And in the case of this Rhode Island group, uh, they the money went through a university to kind of give it the imprimatur as if it's going to this academic group. But then it's passed through to an activist nonprofit called Media Literacy Now, which wants all schools to require something called media literacy training for kids. Um, and so on the surface, it's supposed to be like helping kids ascertain what's credible news and what's not. But as a journalist, you know, and I know, journalism is not just publishing a press release from the government. That's kind of the opposite of journalism. But that is what they mean when they do all these, um, you know, who can you trust, who's credible media, who's, you know, uh, they're trying to elevate people that merely uh, regurgitate what the government tells them. And that itself has often turned out to be misinformation, like we saw with COVID and so many other things. Um, it is. Uh, it's frightening, groups. actually. Luke, they told us, literally, the federal government told us, you can't have an opinion. You, did you ever experience anything like this? I woke up to this about a year, about six months into Joe Biden's administration. I said, why can't I question COVID? Why can't I question the 2020 election? Why can't I question January the 6th? Why can't I question? Did you notice that? Did you did you go, why are they using disinformation? Why? Is that is that how you reacted to it when it originally, in, in the original kind of, uh, as the seed began to sprout of federal yeah, government yeah, I mean, censorship? It, it, it just- Disturbing and Orwellian, and, and in the case of this Rhode Island thing, the grant from DHS was supposed to be to counter extremism by tackling um, propaganda and misinformation. But they literally I- admit to creating a, their own propaganda in the grant application, and they push misinformation all the time. They're saying, well, we've got to deal with the right-wing extremists because Russia is controlling Trump. You know, all these conspiracy theories that have been repeatedly debunked, and they're still echoing them. Um, they're trying to put all this stuff in schools, and then Texas said, all right, you want a media literacy program, we'll do that. We'll tell the kids, don't do misinformation like the 1619 Project. And then they go, well, well, not that. And so the 1619 Project is indisputably misinformation. But the leftist activists who are operating as these journalism experts, even though they're not working journalists, um, they're happy to have misinformation if it's favorable to the left. Um, and so one of the crazy things that happened with this Rhode Island group is 
This lady is a far-left activist, and she got a National Council of Teachers of English to come out against teaching kids. They didn't want the teachers to focus on reading and writing so much as teaching them about things like consumerism and social justice, you know, left-wing topics. And so the Washington Post said, that's not a good idea. We, We should teach these kids to learn to read and write first. And so they said the Washington Post columnist, a guy named Jay Matthews, who's been a journalist for about 30 years, they said he just needed media literacy training. So even if a reputable journalist from a mainstream left-leaning publication criticizes them, the censors, then they say, well, the Washington Post just needs to be re-educated. That's all they mean is if you criticize us or you go, you are not helpful to our favored narratives, you're going in the re-education camp. I swear to God, that's exactly what's going on, Luke. Now you you're in the uh, in the uh, epicenter of the uh, battle f- uh, for our schools and our kids. You've written this book called "Race to the Bottom: Uncovering the Secret Forces Destroying American Public Education." I would encourage my listeners to get this book. You were involved in uh, Loudoun County Schools. The big story there was a transgendered. A boy wearing a dress went into a school bathroom and raped a girl. Dad goes to the school board to say, hey, my daughter was raped, gets manhandled by the police. Tell us about that and real quick about the book. Yeah, you know, I broke the story of the Loudoun County rape cover-up that showed that left-wing ideologues are willing to harm your kids to get their way. Um, They knew about this rape, this horrific uh, rape of a ninth-grade girl in a bathroom. Three weeks later, they wanted to pass a policy that would let transgender kids use the bathroom. And so the superintendent went on this, lectured parents who were concerned and said, you're all bigots. There's no such thing as a transgender predator. There's never been any sexual assaults in our bathroom. So your concerns are misguided. Well, he knew full well that there had been a rape just three, we- three weeks prior by a, girl we- by a boy wearing a-, a skirt, and he lied about it. Um, and, you know, uh, because of uh, my story exposing that, Glenn Youngkin then won the governor's race and a special grand jury was convened. And that superintendent has now been convicted of a crime. He's set to be sentenced uh, probably this month. Um, so a lot of things have happened with that. Um, but quick, you know, how many how many uh, Pulitzers you've been uh, have you been nominated for your uh, journalistic achievements there, Luke? Any 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 Pulitzers there? Uh... Uh, zero Pulitzer's, and the, you know, the Washington Post was trying to say, well, he's not transgender, he was just wearing a skirt, he's just a boy that liked to wear necklaces and skirts and go in the girls' bathroom. Um, so instead of just speaking with clarity and, and reporting on issues of obvious concern, like safety issues in schools, um, they're kind of like these misinformation people themselves, I guess, favoring, you know, policing this, this narrative. Uh, yeah. But, the, you know, I, I broke that story in the Loudoun County schools because of this book, which contains like 19, you know, I researched this for two years, and it's basically, if you like the Loudoun County rape story, I've got like 19 of those uh, in this book from all over the country. And you see these patterns emerge, and you see it again to come back to this misinformation scheme. They use the kids as echo chambers, and then they cite the kids to say, well, you know, little Johnny is asking for this, so we've got to do it. Someone please listen to the children. Well, the children are just saying what you told them to say. Exactly. Um, so with this misinformation money, the $700,000 from the Department of Homeland Security, um, they actually, in addition to paying adults to write blog posts, they paid kids to make Instagram posts containing public service announcements on topics like inclusion. And so these are the people that say, well, you shouldn't trust 
you know, Breitbart or the Daily Wire or whoever, those media outlets. So who should you trust? You should touch little children should be your news source. Yeah, as long yeah. as the little kids are just echo chambers for the so-called experts who are really... Luke, I've, I've got to wrap things up. I apologize. Your book is called Race to the Bottom. Luke Rosiak. It's R-O-S-I-A-K. You got the foreword by Peter Schweitzer, which is fantastic. Uh, Luke, R-O-S-I-A-K on, uh, on social media. Where else can people find you there, Luke? Real quick. Uh, I'm on Twitter or X at, at Luke Rosiak. All right, bro. Well, I appreciate your work. Let's have you on again the next time you break a big story. You are on, my friend. Absolutely. Happy New Year. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Rob. All right, let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. By the way, Luke Rosiak, his, uh, his book is called Race to the Bottom about uh, the Loudoun County school rape cover-up and uh, all of the woke nonsense at schools. He got the ball rolling. He is, Luke Rosiak is the man. I mean, seriously, been following him for a, at least a decade, and he is a new generation of, uh, uh, he's a millennial journalist, whatever, it doesn't matter, but he's just good. And I got to tell you, the independent journalists are blowing away the mainstream media. Washington Post is bleeding money. We find out that NBC is, is news is eliminating a bunch of positions because nobody's listening to their crap anymore. Because they had the First Amendment. They chose to bed down with the state. So they're all going to go down in flames. CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC. All of them are. Newsmax, however, my network, rises above. You know why? Because our anchors don't change their stripes. Yeah, just the way it is. Uh, Wilson, uh, William, I should say, in Baltimore. William, welcome to the show, man. I know you've been waiting. Go ahead and tell me what's on your mind today. Hey, I enjoyed being last, listening to these good conversations of people, how they feel. But like you were saying in the beginning about Donald Trump and, and the two governor, and the governor and the businessman, mm -hmm. what I'm saying is they should learn from Trump. Trump should get the people in his um, organization of his business to train them and get the Hilldale children of the college to come out and work the Constitution and mm -hmm. some of the members of his law school of warden. What do you think? Okay. Okay. Well, oh, sure. Sure. Why not? Yeah, you're like talking. About, you're, you're talking about DeSantis and and Vivek. Um, them, like I said, they're they're two generals in the on the army. Uh, right. Trump is leading the army, but they, they right. but now Vivek and DeSantis are generals, and their followers, like Trump followers, are all warriors for the the Constitution in America is founded. Yeah, Mark Levin. <laughs> yeah, and Marky Mark too, baby. Absolutely. Hey, William, I appreciate the phone call, bro. Uh, you obviously a Ravens fan. You guys excited about this game on Saturday? You ex Oh, he's gone. I, I'm excited about it. I can't wait. Uh, Chiefs and Ravens, it's going to be uh, two of my favorite cities. One I live in, one I used to uh, spend a lot of time in being Baltimore. I just think it's wonderful. I, I love it. I love it. I uh, obviously would like my Chiefs to win because, you know, I live with three other Chiefs fans. And, you know, there's collateral damage. <laughs> When your team doesn't win, but I'm excited about the NFL playoffs, and this has been uh, this has been a hell of a season, man. We've seen the Kings fall, the Eagles, you know, and I, and I feel bad for the Eagles organization. Not so much for the fans, because you know sometimes fan, Eagles fans, yeah, you know Raiders fans, kind of the same way. <laughs>
But it is going to be uh, an exciting time. All right, so coming up, we're going to move to the southern border. I do have this story. There's this uh, uh, independent journalist got a very chilling interaction with a Middle Eastern individual threatening something. We don't know what it is, but you add things together, an open border, military-age males, it adds up. I'll get to all of that and more coming up on The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Let's take a break now. This is The Rob Carson Show. And it is the final hour today of The Rob Carson Show. The number is 800-922-6680. Trump rally on Saturday on Newsmax was big. Uh, and uh, nobody covers Trump rallies like Newsmax, by the way, in case you didn't know. Uh, Fox, uh, you know, they'll invite Trump on every once in a while to get some ratings, but they don't cover his rallies. We all know we all know what happens when MSNBC and CNN have uh, Trump rallies. They Even when it's a victory speech in a, in a historic 100% uh, all-county sweep of Iowa, uh, Jake Tapper and America's uh, leftist lesbian mom... Uh, <laughs> Uh, 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 Rachel Maddow decide that you little people you don't need to listen to this man I'm going to just you know it's like when uh, you remember uh, the movie Dodge, or not Dodgeball it was uh, old school when uh, Vince Vaughn is in the kitchen with uh, Will Ferrell and and uh, and uh, and uh, they st- and, and uh, Luke um, whatever anyway they're in the kitchen and uh, and of course uh, you've got um, Vince Vaughn he's got his kid and every time that uh, Will Ferrell uses a curse word he plugs his ear kids ears you know Right, maybe you know that movie. It's a great movie. It's a Gen X kind of movie. Uh, anyway, that's what uh, that's what Rachel Medcow did, did for you. She plugged your ears. She was that. You know, you always hear that thing. You know, it's like no one allowed without parent when you go to a rated R movie. So, mom, can I guess cover your face and ears? That's what Rachel Maddow did. So, I mean, dear God, why even watch? That miserable, miserable network. I mean, dear Lord in heaven. And they're suffering too, by the way. NBC too. Woo-wee. They're going to be going out of business. They're going to be on sale. They're going to be for sale. But anyway, back to Newsmax. Nobody covers President Trump by like Newsmax. Very circuitous way to get to Newsmax. But anyway, we've got a new streaming service called Newsmax Plus. Okay? Newsmax PLUS. Why do we do this? Because what Luke Rosiak told you last hour, uh, media uh, being censored conservative media, organizations that work with the government to shut down advertising. If you want to stay in business, you've also got to have a streaming service. And this is important. Really, really is. If you value a source you can trust, become a member. All right? So go to NewsmaxPlusPLUS.com. I am a member. I signed up day one because I love me some Rob Schmidt. I love me some uh, from Greta Von Susteren, some Greg Kelly. Oh, hell yeah. Eric Bowling. Come on. Rob Finnerty, Chris Salcedo, names you can trust. Victor Davis Hanson, now a Newsmax contributor. Hello. All right, so just go to NewsmaxPlus.com. If you would do that. Let's talk about Fawny Willis. But first, something from Jim Gossett about... Uh, the prosecutor for hire. Sleep with Fawny Willis. All the money you made. She got a boyfriend. Nice work if you can get it. You can if you are Nathan Wade. Wait a minute, six hundred and fifty thousand? The lawyer's Fawny hired. And all I gotta do made is half of what Nathan made. Go after Donald Trump and oh. They should both be fired. Well, that's a different story. Fulton County, you have been played. That's goods and services. Driving a new Audi. Audi. Your suits are custom made. Sure it's not in any? 
Nice work if you can get it, <laughs> and you can get it if you're Nathan Wade. Come on, lining your own pockets, the people you betrayed. Nice work if you can get it, hey. and you can get it if you're Nathan Wade. And he got it, and he gave it to her. That's for sure. It's laughable. It's laughable. Bonnie Willis, Fulton County DA, hired her alleged lover, law partner, to work for her office at a rate of 150 bucks an hour, which is going right for, you know, goods and services. According to documents obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation, the DCNF, an arrangement that is raising eyebrows <laughs> among legal experts. <laughs> Christopher Campbell is a partner at Wade and Campbell firm, very firm from what I understand, has received $126,000 from the office of the district attorney since 2021. Willis hired Campbell to provide services as a taint attorney, uh, reviewing privileged evidence beginning January 2021 at a rate of 150 bucks an hour. Yeah. Tain attorneys help sift through files obtained from a search warrant to filter out evidence covered by things like attorney-client privilege, prevent them from being uh, passed on to prosecutors, blah, blah, blah. Willis never secured approval from the Fulton County Board of Commissioners to appoint Wade. And uh, Wade, hell, she dove right in and paid him using funds requested to clear a backlog of cases from the COVID pandemic. So she hired all these people, paid them a lot of money, uh, you know, took, uh, you know, hired her boyfriend uh, the day after the day before he filed for divorce, by the way. Uh, it, it's not just about the case of Wade being her paramour and the issue of kickbacks, but she also got the funds by misleading the Fulton County Commissioners about what the funds are going to be used for. What is this in the memo on the check? It says, bow, chicka, bow. What does that mean? Does anyone know what bow, chicka, bow, bow is? What is that? I don't know. In addition to that, it would enrich Wade's firm, which became quite firm. Willis hired three attorneys, uh, uh, paid attorneys to work on the Trump case, Wade, John Floyd, and Anna Cross. Willis uh, claimed that she paid all three special counsels on the 50 bucks. Wade's contract started in November 1st, 2021. Billing statements reveal he received 250 an hour for his work as a special prosecutor, 100 uh, more than his partner Campbell. Uh, Wade received $654,000. There you go. Yeah, it's kind of funny. But here is Fonnie Willis when she first got uh, appointed or elected or hatched, whatever, uh, saying that she certainly wasn't going to have anybody uh, under her, <clears throat> uh, wouldn't, I should say, wouldn't date anybody under her. Yeah. I certainly will not be choosing people to date that work under me. <laughs> Let me just say that. Um, you know, we are at a place in society <laughs> where things happen in people's relationships. Yeah. Husband and wife, yeah. sometimes there are outside um, relationships. It, I don't think... Yeah, that, imagine that. ...that that's what the community is concerned about. Although there, you know, there might be a, a moral breaking in that. I think that what citizens are really, really concerned about mm -hmm. is if you chose to have inappropriate contact with employees. I mean, there's nothing that I can say on it other than it is... I guess this kind of explains why she went to church last week. ...distracting. Um, it is certainly inappropriate for the number one law enforcement officer in this state. Um, and it just, it, it really, really saddens me. 
and it will be very unfortunate if the taxpayers of this community have to pay for any of those lawsuits. Yeah, she's going bow chicken down down. This is a story from uh, Fox 5 in Atlanta because uh, the best media about this is the local media. Attorneys for Wade's estranged wife have put the receipts into evidence in the couple's divorce case. They claim that they have receipts of credit card purchases that prove that he bought plane tickets not only for himself, but also Willis to go to San Francisco and other vacations as well. Now, we've acquired the employment contracts between Willis's office and the special prosecutors <laughs> within that case, which show a very interesting pay discrepancy. Oh, yeah. On Sunday, Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis defended her appointment of Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade for her election interference case against former President Donald Trump. I appointed three special counselors. Yeah, I've heard enough of that. That's the church story. She went to church, you know, because, you know, that's what uh, Democrats do. That's what they do. And you know what? Nobody believes it. Here, Byron Donalds, uh, one of the guys on my short list for VP, although <laughs> I hold no sway whatsoever, but, uh, but here he is. And the Lord did not cause you to stumble into $600,000 of taxpayer money because you're sleeping with the dude who's the lead prosecutor. You thought you were going to get away, and so you try to get the church's money. That's what happened here, and you got caught. It's that simple. And look, should this case be thrown out? It should, because it is clear you have prosecutorial misconduct. Now that he was billing Fulton County DA's office for 24 hours of discovery, having meetings. That's a double dip, everybody. He's in Washington, D.C. with day. the White House counsel. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. You know that. Everybody knows that. But I got one other question. What, what does the White House counsel know? When did they know it? And what does Joe Biden know? And when did he know it? They know everything. I'll just go ahead and project that, because I know it's true, because they lie about everything. Because if they're meeting with the White House Counsel's Office, you can't tell me that they did not tell the president what was going on. Duh. She is in a long line of politicians who were trying to essentially take advantage of Trump to build their name ID. And she was also trying to get money in the process. Don't go into a black church and say, oh, pray for me. You did wrong and you know you did wrong. Yeah, that's what's happening to all these uh, George Soros prosecutors and DAs. They're falling one by one because they are a bunch of uh, filthy, stinking liars. There you go. This is uh, something I picked up online. It, uh, it is posted by the Real Black Housewives of Fulton County. And I want you to listen to this because, you know, Fonnie Willis went to church and she said that you can't expect a black woman to be perfect. Well, I usually don't expect anybody to hire someone with taxpayer money because you're having sex with them. Uh, oh, and they have no, they're a slip and fall attorney at best, never having a felony uh, uh, a prosecution. And somehow he became the lead uh, the lead prosecutor against a former president of the United States at $250 an hour. Here is uh, Real Black Housewives of Fulton County. What about Nathaniel's wife, Fanny? All that money you allocated tricking on a prosecutor, tricked his wife out of $1,400 a month alimony payments. Yeah, he, he spent the money on things like vacations with Fonnie Willis, not on the alimony he owned his wife. Even took some of it back, using the debit card, out the same account that he put the money in from contracts he allegedly f***ed you for. Thank goodness Where's that was the edited. Justice for this black woman when she's saying, I've been married to his ass for 26 years. Yeah, yeah. Raised his children. Yeah, yeah. 
And he somewhere is he somehow found a way to get a, to get around the law? Yeah, there you go. And and, and people should be outraged. The people in those uh, in those church pews should have been uh, really really mad about it. And and it's all you know. I love it. This is karma, guys. It's karma. This is and and the payback is coming for all of this, all of the lies, all of the BS, all of the political indictments. They're all going to fall, and the people who bedded down with evil to support all this nonsense are going with it. Let me go to uh, Rob in Baltimore. Hello there, Rob. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind? Oh, Rob, how are you? Good, buddy. What's up? Oh, I'm getting me laughing so hard. I was, I'm starting to uh, have tears. I'm confused about something. Maybe you can clear this up for me. Whoa, this whoa, whoa. Willis Dame, this Willis Dame, right? She's dating this guy, right? Yeah. Isn't he? Op- isn't he openly gay? I I don't know. I uh, apparently he's pretty good at talk- faking it. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> wait a minute! Are we talking about Nathan Lane? No, no, Nathan Wade. The Nathan Nathan Lane is a is a Hollywood actor. <laughs> Oh, okay. Nice, you nice, gotta remember nice, something. Nice. You gotta remember something, what? Rob, real quick. Well, well, what? My yes. grandmother, my grandmother was Emily Latella. Remember what she said? Never mind. Exactly. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Have a good one, buddy. Yeah, it, it, I, I love it when uh, when people want to play a little bit with humor. But you know, obviously, with Fonnie Willis' story, I'm gonna go the direction of a 14 year old boy. That's uh, you know, that's the humor level that I like to espouse when it comes to things like this. Because honestly, they need to be ridiculed. The, the people who do this and and are not ashamed because they have no sense of shame need to be ridiculed, and then they need to be uh, indicted, arrested, tried, and imprisoned. And then, when they're in jail, I'll ridicule them again. There you go. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. But now, under Biden, the most corrupt president, the worst president. You know, I never used to talk this way about him. I'd joke, I'd find, would, but I never, but once I got indicted, I said, oh, this guy is really a bad guy. Yeah. So yeah. now I say it like it is. He's grossly incompetent. He's the most incompetent president and the most corrupt president we've ever had. Pretty much. Because once they do the indictment stuff, and once they do that, I got indicted four times. Remember, Al Capone didn't come close to that. That was the one thing. When I fly over a blue state, two days later, I get a subpoena. There you go. (laughs) It's true, man. It's true. And everybody gets it now, and they're not fooling anybody, no matter how much caterwauling Joe and Mika do. uh, We all know that these four indictments happen because they're political, and uh, they know the Democrat Party knows that Donald Trump is going to waylay them in November. And then the deep state, oh, your glory days are over. Over, over, over. There are going to be so many firings. It ain't even funny. And, and we're going to downsize this government finally. And we're going to get back to the government being representative of us. Because they are so far for that, and you know it as well as I do. But they've just been blatant about it. East Palestine, anybody? Lahaina in, in Maui? They haven't even started building that town yet. They haven't even started back on that town yet. You know why? Because nobody gives a crap. But, uh, uh, but you know, Barack Obama is able to finish his multi-million dollar seafront property in Hawaii. 
which is odd because he thinks that global warming is going to cause the polar ice caps to melt. So you better drive a crappy electric car. You know, it's all bullcrap, guys. You know it as well as I do. And their days are numbered. They're going to try anything to corrupt or steal or whatever. But we got to jump on them this time, don't we? Let's go to Jason in New Hampshire. Hello, Jason. What's this, uh, you know, check in today on the eve of the New Hampshire primary? What's going on, my friend? Hey, brother. Hey, let me tell you right now, nobody is taking this for granted, including Donald Trump. This man outworked everybody. Yeah. I was just at the... Uh, the rally last night in Rochester, New Hampshire, and there was thousands of people just lined right down the road. Uh, don't don't let people like Chris Nunu who says it's the same twelve people that show up to that. There are thousands of people showing up for this man. Yeah, I think it's the it's the same twelve million. I think is what he's thinking. So uh, you were there, and you you made it into the arena last night. Oh yeah, 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 no. He, he's the, the energy in there. The energy all yeah. around has just been amazing. I mean, this guy, this guy cares about this country, and we're not going to stop, man. We're not going to stop. Well, you know, I got to tell you, and I'm envious of you because I haven't been to one of his rallies, but there is a a brotherhood there and a patriotism that brings everybody together. I can imagine that as you stand in those rallies, you don't know a stranger, do you? People will talk to you and they we're will high five you. All sisters, man. I, I swear to God, that's the most wonderful thing about it. There's no division. There's no hate. You go to a, you go to any one of these uh, left wing, uh, you know, organizations, group protests or whatever. It's all about hate. They hate America. They hate this. They hate Trump. And and Trump rallies are about love and patriotism. Um, what do you think tomorrow? I mean, uh, uh, what do you think it's going to be like uh, uh, at the primary tomorrow in in New Hampshire? What do you, how 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 much do you suppose Trump is? Do you believe he's going to win? And and you have a mark in mind uh, I believe Trump is going to win New Hampshire all day long yeah. uh, you got to remember yeah. we are the live free or die state uh, yeah. it is it, we are all about independence here and hey I got one question for you Rob yeah bro go ahead if 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 everybody including Democrats want to question the competency of, of Joe Biden why the hell are we wasting our time with this Hunter Biden investigation which is it's important but why aren't we just going after the 25th Amendment? Why, why are we sitting there playing this, these games? Because the Democrats will fight us on that uh, tooth and nail. I don't think there's any path forward to this 25th Amendment. As far as Biden, uh, Hunter Biden, that's not that's separate from in impeachment. These are actual charges that were attempted to be covered up by David Weiss. He attempted to erase them, and so that's going to be pursued. Uh, the impeachment is something uh, different uh, and and uh, still involves Hunter Biden, but is no way, shape, or form associated with the charges that he faces, the IRS charges. Uh, but his complicity... Um, with his father uh, to to uh, you know to avoid paying taxes, etc., that will come out in the impeachment hearing. So I don't think there's a way forward with the Twenty Fifth Amendment because there's too many. Uh, you know, maybe maybe the Democrats will eventually be down with that because they want to get rid of Biden. You're right. But uh, it doesn't appear they're going to do it that way. They want to avoid the embarrassment of having to admit they were completely wrong, and everybody knew it. 
So that's what I think. But go out and, uh, and vote to, to Marlboro. And thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Appreciate all my uh, all the fans of the great stations of Benny Media in New Hampshire. Thanks, and it's exciting an exciting time. And I got to give people in New Hampshire credit because they are deadly serious about this. The people in Iowa were and and look, Trump won one hundred percent of the counties in Iowa. And what did the Democrat Party do? Enjoy Reed and others. They shredded the people of Iowa. They'll do the same thing about the people of New Hampshire. But I know that they take their governance seriously and they take the founding seriously and good will win let's take a break and come back last half hour of the rob carson show right ahead little gary clark jr for you listen to a lot of music this weekend oh managed to go to the gym too by the way i'm still uh, you know I go to the gym. I've been going to the gym since I was like 12. And I hit it this weekend. Even, even though it was below zero, I haven't managed to do it. Music is what gets me to do it. <laughs> music is a big part of it. So uh, generally, when you, when you listen to the show, all the bumper music is music that I've chosen because, you know, I like it. There you go. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Just I like it. All right. Um, so an illegal alien threatened an independent journalist. Uh, apparently, this independent journalist known as uh, First Responders Media on social media experienced a chilling interaction while conducting interviews with a group of illegals who had passed across the border. The situation escalated when he asked one of the individuals about their origin. Their uh, response was unexpectedly aggressive. All right? I want you to listen to this person. Okay? Uh, this is a Middle Eastern accent. That, without a doubt, is a Middle Eastern accent. I know a lot of accents. Uh, but I want you to listen to this person. By the way, if you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Very easy. But the entitlement, the entitlement. Uh, no, believe me, I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. You don't know who I am, but you will know who I am. Let's hear it again. Please, by the way, if you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Wow, very easy. The, the entitlement, the entitlement. No, believe me, I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's what's coming across the southern border. We got a lot of uh, military age men coming across the southern border. You know it as well as I do. You're concerned about it. You're yelling to the high heavens. Your federal government is not. Mitch McConnell is not. Mitch McConnell should enjoy his last years in office because he's done. He is done. If and when Donald Trump becomes the president of the United States, he will be out of a job. He will be a senator. That is it. Then there's this. FBI Director Chris Wray issued a dire warning a few weeks ago about the rise of violent extremism, both national and international. They're only focused on Trump supporters. Ray indicated there's been a significant uptick in reported uh, threats following the attacks in Israel, cautioning the public to remain vigilant for lone actors. Well, you've let a lot of lone actors into the country. The CBP San Diego field office sent out a memo to its officers warning of jihadis trying to get in the U.S. through the southern border. And they are. They're getting in. Dear God in heaven. Of course they are. And as soon as an attack happens, the lousy, stinking SOBs who open that border will be held accountable for it. And that includes Alejandro Mayorkas, who is under impeachment now. But listen to what he said to Kat Kamek the other day. I saved this soundbite because I thought it was quite telling. Cat Kamek confronted Alejandro Mayorkas 
And I want you to listen to this. It sounds a lot like this guy who just came across the border. Kind of a threat. Listen. I have yet to meet one Republican. Heck, I even know some Democrats that are anxious to get rid of him. And let me remind you, when behind closed doors, we told him, you're you're getting ready to be impeached. He said, you're not going to like who comes next. I asked him if that was a threat. Whoa. He just smiled. This man is dangerous. He knows exactly what he's yep. doing. And he is two-faced. We need to get rid of him Whoa. now. I asked him, I said, is that a threat? And he just smiled. And I thought, this man knows exactly what he's doing. This is 100% by design. Yep. They want an open border crisis, yep. whether it is for mm. a election, whether it's for future votes as they work to get rid of citizenship as a it's requirement for that. voting. We're not sure. But he was very, very clear in what he said. And there were other members in the room. So I will never forget that. And as we go to impeach him for his negligence, for him destroying our national security and eroding our national sovereignty, that will be top of mind. He's a filthy little communist. Anybody who'd create a disinformation governance board and not tell anyone is a communist. That's it. He is the enemy within. You know it and I know it. He's the guy, as the head of the DHS, would not defend his own Border Patrol agents on horseback as they were being accused of whipping Haitian immigrants like slaves. He destroyed their lives. He never stood up for them. This is Andy Biggs, congressman, talking about uh, where illegals are going in our country. And, you know, honestly, you're not stupid. You know what's going on. You can feel it in your bones, can't you? You can tell. You can tell that our southern border is open for the first time in our history, allowing anyone from anywhere to come in. And there is no reason for it. They put Kamala Harris in charge of the border. She was the border czar. She was going to get to the root causes of it. She pissed around and did nothing about it. They went to Mexico, talked to the socialist leader of Mexico, and said, uh, well, what can we do? And then the socialist leader of Mexico says, give us a lot of money. And they said, well, we just want to uh, expedite the process. We have enemies within. They are in control. They are in the heads of our nation's agencies right now, including the FBI, the DOJ, the, the IRS, Certainly the DHS. The, the DHS needs to be erased. All of them fired. This is uh, Andy Biggs talking about where these illegals are going. Uh, and the illegal population that has been released into the country, that have been paroled into the country, are currently in the workforce and actually working jobs. Anybody know that? Nobody knows that. You know why? Because we don't keep contact with those people. We have no idea where they went. We've taken them and distributed them throughout the country. We don't know where they are, what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. The San Diego field office of the Border Patrol uh, assesses that individuals inspired by or reacting to the current Israel-Hamas conflict may attempt to travel or to or from the area of hostilities to the Middle East via circuitous transit across the southern border. Well, no kidding. We've been saying that for three years. When this happens, when something happens, God help us. The people who did this to us will pay for it. The people who did this, like Alejandro Mayorkas and Joe Biden and Chris Ray. All of these governmental agencies, they're going to pay for it. 
Foreign fighters motivated by ideology, mercenary soldiers of fortune may attempt to obfuscate true uh, or from the U.S. Uh, or from countries in the Middle East through, Mex- Middle East through Mexico. The U.S. intelligence officials were warned of an increasing threat posed by the Lebanese Hezbollah terrorist group, suggesting that it might strike American interests in the Middle East or in the United States. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. Here's Elise Stefanik. Another person is in, uh, you know, potential of possibly being uh, Donald Trump's running mate. We will see. But it's not only the southern border. Across this country, every district is a border district. Every state is a border state. We're in a border state right here in New Hampshire. How do I know that? Because I represent a border district as well. And I will tell you, we have seen over 8 million illegal crossings plus across our southern border. But we've also seen a skyrocketing of illegal illegals crossing across our northern border, including in the Swanton sector, which covers my district and right here in New Hampshire, over a 550% increase in illegal crossings, including individuals on the terrorist watch list. This is Joe Biden's doing. We know what works when it comes to securing our border. I uh, I am not a conspiracy theorist, although because I am a conservative, the federal government agencies uh, say that I am or you are for just being a common sense conservative. But I'm concerned. I'm concerned uh, for my family. I'm not afraid. But even my wife is concerned. She's center left. Yeah. Oh, did you hear that Brandy Johnson, he has been so stressed out. I'm talking about Brandon Johnson, the uh, the uh, <laughs> the mayor of Chicago. He is so stressed out, he has been admitted to the hospital for panic attacks. This is what happens when you put a little snowflake in power, a little snowflake leftist. That's according to veteran Chicago journalist John Cash and Anita Padilla who discussed Johnson's panic attacks on WGNGNAM's Chicago Way podcast. No amount of antidepressants can cure him of his illegal alien problem. Padilla Padilla said Johnson had sought, sought professional medical help for stress. Two sources told me he's been in the hospital for these panic attacks. He's stressed out. This is a big, big job for him. He's not ready for it. He's not a leader. I'm sorry. This immigration issue is not helping him at all. He's even worse than Lori Lighthead. Unbelievable, but not surprising, but not surprising. Oh, and then, and then listen, the Chicago suburb of Oak Brook has been beset with an increase in retail theft and burglaries over last year. Police say the leading culprits have been recently arrived illegal border crossers. You know why? Because they don't have jobs. They don't speak the language. And this is by design. This is chaos. What else are you going to give them? What else are they going to have? When they come here and it's cold and they don't have the language, they don't have the skills, and they came across the border with no plan, and many of them were from emptied out prisons in places like Venezuela, what the hell you think is going to happen? You think this, if you think it's just about voting for Democrat, you're wrong. It's much, much worse than that. This is the story from ABC7 in Chicago. New video today taken Wednesday about 3.30 in the afternoon. Look at the entrance to the Louis Vuitton store at Oak Brook Center. A crew of criminals, 14 suspects according to police, working together in the store and driving away in three vehicles. Wow. Once they entered the store, uh, they pulled out their, the garbage bags from, the, from their uh, coats and, and started uh, filling 
uh, filling them with merchandise. Oak Brook's police chief says they are following leads today, including license plate numbers for the criminals' getaway cars. We do have some information on the vehicles. Uh, we're, we're holding back that information right now, but uh, but certainly we're working those leads in order to probably stolen cars. Identify the potentially identify the suspect. They're they're undocumented immigrants. Good luck with that. Police say they swiped about one hundred thousand dollars worth of merchandise, wow. and that's shocking for shoppers. This is pretty safe area. We come here all the time with. Kids play, kids play outside. And you don't expect to see that kind of thing happening outside of the city, too. Your federal government doesn't care either, guys. Your federal government does not care. You know, you got idiots like Eric Adams, the, the mayor of New York. His solution isn't screaming, shut the damn border down. It's send us more money so we can further inconvenience our our citizens. Same way with Brandon Johnson, who's in the hospital because he's having a nervous breakdown because he's a little snowflake. <laughs> wow, wow. In October, two newly arrived illegals were arrested after allegedly shoplifting $2,000 worth of clothes from an Oak Brook Macy's. The pair were identified as Venezuelan illegals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weeks later, in early November, two other illegals, $2,800 worth of merchandise from the same Oak Brook uh, Macy's. This is the beginning of the end. For that Macy's store and others. Also in November, DuPage County officials warned a five-man group made up of illegal immigrants from Venezuela who were uh, suspected for dash-and-grab robberies in a coal store in the Oak Brook Macy's, as well as the Oak Brook Macy's. I would say you're being played, but you're not being played because you know it. You know it. You know this is all. This is all by, uh, by a reason. And listen to this. An internal investigation has found Joe Biden's administration is failing to track foreign ownership of U.S. farmland. After it was recently discovered that the second largest foreign landowner is a communist Chinese party official. Department of Agriculture has not consistently shared timely data on foreign investments in farmland as required under the law. The investigation by the U.S. Government Accountability Office, the GAO, found the accountability's agents report that uh, the USADA is not in compliance with the 1978 Agriculture Foreign Investment Disclosure Act. See, this is why I say that Joe Biden's presidency is the quid pro quo. It is. It should be obvious. The GAO said it conducted the study after the USDA estimated that foreign investment in the American agricultural land has grown to approximately 40 million acres in 2021. I'm from Iowa. This really pisses me off. These investments may have consequences for U.S. national security. For example, there may be foreign ownership of U.S. agricultural land close to sensitive military installations where they fly Chinese spy balloons without getting them shot down. Yeah. Chinese billionaire somehow stayed under the governor's radar for nearly a decade as the second largest foreign owner of U.S. farmland, according to Land Report. CCP member acquired 200,000 acres of Oregon land from Fidelity National Financial Ventures for $85 million. Our enemies are in our country, guys. And, and I told you that spy balloon was an exclamation point. It wasn't the start of something. It was an exclamation point. And you know it, and I know it. And Washington, D.C. had better get this stopped before the election. Mike Johnson's going to be looking for a job, and I would give it about a week. Seriously. And honestly, I think Republicans are like, screw it, we don't care. We'll get rid of them. We'll, pr- we'll put in somebody there. Put in somebody there who has some testes, like uh, Elise Stefanik. How about that? Let's take a break and come back, my friends. This is The Rob Carson Show.
I say that 77% of us believe the country is headed in the wrong direction, so 77% of us can come together to save her. And the people who are plugged in, the people who are paying attention, realize that we are under threat from within, obviously on the southern border. And this is Charlemagne, the guy who's a, uh, uh, you know, he's a millennial uh, uh, with a massive following. He does a music radio program. It's an urban it, it's it's you know it's it's made for the black audience you know you know Charlemagne the guy and I respect the guy I mean, you know whatever he's not much of uh, a very you know well informed politically but you know whatever he he focuses on pop culture most of the time but he also has his uh, his finger to the pulse of the black community and the black community the Hispanic community every community is really ticked off about the southern border I have the privilege man of uh, you know doing morning radio and speaking to, you know, working class people every single day. I have the privilege of, you know, being involved in... And he's right. It is a privilege. My community from, you know, New York to New Jersey to South Carolina, where I get to look people in the eyes and have, you know, real conversations, you know, with them. And, you know, people are really concerned about this issue. Like, I honestly have never spoken to as many people who are concerned about the migrant issue as yep. I have. Yep. And I mean, I've heard everything from uh, the gang, MS-13, you know, uh, overrunning neighborhoods. I've heard, you know, what we saw just happened in New York City where they took 2,000 migrants and, and, and put them in the school and made the school stay home, made the, the students stay home and, 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 and uh, you know, do school via, via, via Zoom. And that was a big issue. Yeah, it was a really big issue. People are mad about it. This is uh, Ted Cruz um, uh, responding to. I'll play. I'll say. I'll play uh, Kamala Harris. I believe she was on the View, which is you know vapid, whatever. Uh, Kamala Harris about the southern border, and then Ted Cruz's response. I think it's critically important that we understand that there are, are petty politics at play on this issue as much as anything. We need solutions. The solutions are at hand. Well, I have to say, listening to that, 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 that's an awful lot like an arsonist standing there spraying gasoline on a house that's burning <laughs> yeah, and saying, yeah, I don't understand yeah. why, why the firemen won't put this out. Yeah. She is the one, and Joe Biden is the one, and the Democrats are the one that broke this system. Understand, yep. Joe Biden inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. And they deliberately did this. The week he was sworn in, the numbers skyrocketed. And we now have, in three years of Biden's presidency, 9.6 million illegal immigrants, the worst illegal immigration in history. And they don't care about the people who suffer. They don't care about the people who die. They don't care about the children who are brutalized. They don't care about the 100,000 people who died of drug overdoses last year. All of that, they think, is acceptable political cost for a partisan victory in the end and that's an incredibly cynical view yeah and that's why they need to be driven from power that's it you know and and you know if you've been listening to this show i i i said do you hear the people saying three years ago three years ago i said it do you hear the people saying when donald trump announced his uh, his candidacy in mar-a-lago literally do you hear the people saying was playing before uh, uh proud to be an american it was do you hear the people saying because we have a bourgeois, we have a proletariat. The bourgeois lives in Washington, D.C. They live there in their entire lives. They tell us how to live ours. They spend our money like it's theirs. And you feast on the crumbs. And now we have a Bastille in Washington, D.C. This won't end well for those in power. Nopey, nopey, new. Not at all. New Hampshire primary tomorrow. Yay! We'll do a little preview as we sign off today. We'll take a break and come right back. This is The Rob Carson Show. 
That's going to do it for the show, guys. If you would, uh, check out the podcast of today's show. It should be ready in about an hour or so. Just go to Newsmax.com slash listen and share with others because this show is growing massively. And it's going to get even bigger as November approaches. God bless you guys. God bless Israel, America. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.